0: Welcome into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of this podcast. Men, as always, I want to thank you for taking the time today and checking out today's show. If this is your first time coming across the Pursuit of Manliness, I want to say welcome. Man, I'm glad you're here. Make sure when you get a chance you visit the pursuit of manliness.com there. You'll find this episode. You can download all previous episodes of this podcast. Um, maybe you found this through the YouTube channel. You click subscribe. That way you're notified anytime there's new pursuit of manliness video content, but that website, you can find out information about point man tribe. You can sign up for the email newsletter. Um, when there's new things available, there's several, there's a handful. I shouldn't say several. It seems high. Uh, there's some, there's some new things that will be added to the website. Um, at the end of may towards the end of may that i'm really fired up about and so just waiting till the right time to to share that um and what we try to do with the the email newsletter is let you you know here's some things that happen this week with the pursuit of maleness there's a lot of content going out there's a lot of conversations taking place and there's a lot of opportunities to connect and we just want to give you every chance we can to say okay here's what's going on jump in Let's let's do this. And uh, we say a lot. We build better men together. And that's what we're about. We everything we do within the pursuit of manliness is about building better men to get you around other guys, to get you in environments where you can lead, get you in environments where you can learn. And um, that's the focus. And at the end of the day, we're anchored to Jesus. That's what we're about. And, uh, man, we just try to do that to the best of our ability, always looking for ways to fine tune that or looking for ways to, you know, Provide onboarding opportunities for people to say, "Hey, why don't you why don't you jump in with us here? Here's a chance for you to lead out in this way." Um, just saw a minute ago uh, one of the guys who's been very active in uh, Point Man, since, since day one, uh, just post a picture that he got his Point Man in the mail, which I appreciate him doing that. Uh, Point Man is a, right now it's a 90 day journey through the book of Acts. There's also the 90 day journey through the gospel of Mark. You lead, you lead your home. There's questions, there's things that you can talk through. There's a suggested prayer because for some guys, that's really intimidating to try to pray in front of your wife and kids, especially let's say you have, are recently converted and to attempt to pray, it's, it's a little nerve wracking. So we say, hey, let's just try to eliminate all the challenges that could come from a man leading within his home. And then we are under three weeks left with the registration for Tribe. Tribe is our six-month discipleship community. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about it when I get into this this thing we're talking about here, months versus minutes, but six-month discipleship community. One of the things that I'll tell the guys is the Tribe is always the same but different. What I mean by the same is if you sign up for Tribe this coming session, you've been in the, the previous one or other previous ones, it's not like we radically changed it now and went, well, okay, it was this, but now it's this. No, it's always the similar format because we believe that's what works for us, but we're constantly modifying. It's the now and the next. And this coming session of Tribe, there's a couple things that have been uh, changed. They're subtle, not a big deal, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. I just ordered the book today. Um, Last minute, I had to change the book I was going to pick because I just didn't feel like I could get the quantity of the books as fast as I needed them, and especially as we get closer to the deadline, it's inevitable, that 11th hour guy, and I need to get his book, and I need to get it quick, so um changed the book, I think God has absolutely led me to the right book for the right reason. And I'm looking forward to it. I ordered uh, 45 copies today. So um, just getting those getting those things sent out in the mail in the coming days. If you're a guy that says, man, I don't know anybody, that's why I don't jump into stuff like that. I'm telling you right now, if you sign up for Tribe, within six minutes, you're going to know some guys. Because those guys build community. They build camaraderie. It is forged through, uh, through opportunity. Opportunity to lean into conversation. Opportunity to lean into Zoom calls. Opportunity to lean into prayer requests. Um, Just got some really, really high caliber men in tribes. So I want to get into this conversation right now. Months versus minutes. What's the point of that? Well, here's something I say all the time. You'll know there is a difference when people notice the difference in your life. Okay. If you have to tell them you're something, then you're probably not something. We all know that individual who's decided they're going to get healthy and and eat better and work out. And every day you get on your Facebook or Instagram, they have a picture about it. And guess what? Every day they didn't feel like working out or here's my lunch or they can't eat a carrot without telling you I had a carrot, right? You've had lunch with those people before. They have to tell you what's in everything. You're like, can I just eat my food? And uh, you do you. I'm going to do me, right? Like If you have to tell someone you're losing weight, you haven't lost any weight. It You know, like when a kid grows, like when a kid gets taller, people say, wow, he's really grown, right? The kid doesn't necessarily recognize they've grown. They just, they've grown. Maybe you hadn't seen them for a few weeks. Maybe you hadn't seen them for a few years. Doesn't matter. You know they've grown. You can't can't put your, your finger on it and say, you have grown four and a half inches. I can tell. No, but you look at them and go, wow, they've grown. They've changed. Listen, spiritual growth is the same way. Spiritual growth is the same. That it takes time. It takes time and work and effort and diligence and perseverance to grow spiritually. Um, when you first come to Christ, you're you're coming from a different starting point. Everybody is. Your starting point wasn't the same as my starting point. Some people's starting point was, man, they came to Christ when they were six years old, seven years old. They, uh, you know, I, I do believe that you have to know what you're repenting of. You have to know I'm repenting of my sins. If you say, "Well, I come to Christ at age two, what did you repent of? Like, what were you? What sin were you confessing? How? What? How? What were you? You know, you're, you're buried to Christ, you're raised to walk in a new life. You're barely getting your feet under you. You have to know what you're repenting of. That to me that's important. I have to know that I have a sin problem. I have to know that Jesus is the only solution to that problem. So some people, they get that about six years old. That's fine. Took me a lot longer. All I knew was I didn't want to go to hell, but I got to a point in life where I realized there is sin. I need forgiveness. And Jesus is really important to that. Like Jesus is the answer to that, that sin problem. And I need to rectify that and make sure I have that right. So Listen, some people come you know, maybe from prison. Some people come from addiction. Some people come from abuse. Some people come to Jesus because it's the last straw. They've been kicked out of everywhere. They're like, you know what, I might as well give this a go. Let's see what happens. Some people come to Jesus because there was a really pretty girl that invited them to church, and they said, well, I like her. And the more I hear about this good news of Jesus, the more I say, yeah, I want that too. I want to be in on that everybody's starting point is different. Everybody's background experience is different. The point is we get to the same cross. We get to the same Jesus, but you have to get to Jesus. That's, that's critical. So once you get to Jesus, what do I do? Well, I need to understand that growth is essential and expected. So when I come to Jesus, it's expected that I will grow in Christ. I'm recording this on a Sunday afternoon. I preached this morning at an elders meeting later on, so my, my mind is mushed, but it feels like that was yesterday. But I remember saying this idea that some people have not left the elementary doctrine that they first came to Christ with. You came to Jesus and you accepted this idea, I'm a sinner, I need forgiveness for that, and Jesus is the solution. That's, that's, that is the starting point, but that's not the finish line. And some people just got that, and the reason why they're not growing in their faith is they haven't cultivated. They haven't done it. there's no conviction there. There's no real commitment to do any of these things. And so they came to Jesus and they said, "Good enough." And then I'm just going to live how I want to live, and I'll just keep some Jesus over here. And, um, you know, it's like it's like your Christmas decorations. Every once in a while, we put them out. We enjoy them for a while, then we put them back away. We, put, we get Jesus out for a little while. We enjoy him. We enjoy him at church. We enjoy him maybe when we're down, maybe when we're sad, maybe when someone dies, maybe when someone's born. We enjoy Jesus, but then we just put him away the rest of the time. That, that's not how it works. Real Christian growth, real disciples of Jesus growth, that I'm a disciple of Jesus who's looking to make disciples of Jesus. You cannot microwave it, and you cannot manipulate it. I I can microwave a lot of things in life, and I can make a lot of things look plastic, right? Or make it look like something that it's not. The Bible talks a lot about the inside, the heart. The heart's critical. The mind's critical. So I can try to microwave it. I can try to manipulate it. But if I do those things, it will then in turn be fabricated, It's a counterfeit version of what it's supposed to be. And we miss that idea. When people come to Christ, I think we sell Jesus really low. He'll forgive your sins. He'll make you happy. You get to live in heaven. What? There's there's a lot of scripture that talks about real growth and it taking time. And I want to say this. Real growth takes conviction. It takes cultivation. And it takes commitment. Let me unpack that, okay? Conviction. There's a conviction that something must change, not something should change. I think it's a good idea if this changed. You know what? She'd be happier if these things change. No, you personally have to have the conviction. Something needs to change. It must change. There's no other way. The Bible is incredibly clear with some of the phrases that it uses. The phrases that it uses are immediate and they are aggressive, and this can bother some people. The Bible's clear that you are to die to yourself. Now, if you're a non-believer and you're not, you're just coming across this thing and you're like, "See, I knew you guys were strange." Now, I'm not talking about a literal death. I'm talking about a, spir- a spiritual death here. The flesh is gone. I don't live by what I want no more. I live by what the Bible instructs me. Some people don't want to come to Jesus because it requires a life of restraint. We like to do what we like to do, and we like to do it when we do it and how we do it. Now, don't make anyone make me feel bad about it. That's fine but the bible tells us there are consequences to our choices so we have to die to ourselves. jesus talked about taking up your cross the cross is a violent tool of death every day you take up your cross that means every day it ain't what i want no more it's what jesus wants he says if you love your life you'll lose it he talks about hating those closest to you compared to your love of jesus these phrases are dramatic and radical compared to what the world is telling you about living your best life now or living in a way that you have a fear of missing out. Well, I just, I don't want to look back and miss out on my 20s, my 30s, my 40s. My, I see people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s still hanging out, still getting drunk, still trying to look like they're having fun, still doing the same garbage they've been doing the last 20 years. And I'm thinking your life has to be miserable and expensive. Because alcohol ain't cheap and neither is the Tylenol in the morning because you ain't getting any younger, but we're going to be out. We're going to be out doing this. And you know, they're not having that much fun. You know why I know they're not having that much fun because they always have to take a picture of it. I do a lot of things that are fun that y'all don't even know about because I don't need to take a picture of it. But I have to have a picture and I have to tag everyone to let you guys know this is how much fun we had. You were in an old, dirty bar with a bunch of 40 and 50 year old people that you live in the same place, the same town, the same everything that you've ever had for the last 50 years. Yeah, that one night, that was the funnest night ever, right? They played music from your high school years and you, you know, hung out with your best friend who's the bartender all night. That ain't that much fun. We know that ain't fun. Oh, but we don't want to miss out. yeah, I'd hate to give that up. I'd hate to give that up, right? So you have to have a conviction. Something must change. Number two, you have to understand cultivation. The parable of the sower, right? Different soils, we pray, God, cultivate the soil of my heart. My heart can get hard pretty quick on some things. God, cultivate the soil of my heart. Cultivation takes time and work and effort i love isaiah 46 verse 10 talking about god declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things not yet done we talk about the now and the not yet realized god does the now and the not yet realized in our life we have the right now what's the not yet realized eternity on the other side of eternity so there's a cultivation sometimes we sin and we live in sin we do this because we're thinking about the next you know, 10 minutes and not the next 10 years. Stop making decisions for the next 10 minutes and start thinking about decisions that affect the next 10 years. Those 10-minute decisions can absolutely affect the next 10 years if they're the wrong ones. Think about that. The next one is commitment. We have to have conviction that things must change, a cultivation that this is how they're going to change, and a commitment that growth takes time. Growth takes time you may not even understand it. God has all the time in the world. Sometimes I found myself in situations where I feel like I'm repeating the exact same lessons again. It's like God saying, yeah, you didn't get it the first six times. Let's try number seven. Growth takes time. Maturity takes time. Investing in your home and family takes time. All right? We talked about point man a minute ago. Point man, just idea, seven to 10 minutes a day, Sit down, read something of scripture. We've mapped it out for you every single day. Every single day we can tell you exactly what it is so you don't have to figure it out on your own. I get it, you're busy. I'm busy too. Let's say this, Day 25, Acts 7, 1-10. through 10, There's five questions. There's a, probably a three to four sentence prayer at the end. takes seven to ten minutes. What else are you doing with your family for seven to ten minutes that you would say is just as good and just as intentional um, as that? No, we got ball games. We got I get ball games. I, I live in that world. I understand that. But at some point, at some point, dad, at some point, husband, you gotta get him to Jesus. And we always assume we got a little more time. And all those people who've had grown kids say, uh, it goes very quick. I have a high school or junior higher and elementary student. I'm gonna tell you right now, time flies you think well I just got another weekend I got another night I gotta know let's do it tomorrow let's there are people as we said just the other day there are people who thought they had another weekend and they didn't make it to the weekend I'm not trying to be fatalistic it's just the way it is there comes a point where your time is up God says that's it no more so while we're here, let's make the best use of our time. We need to have a commitment. The maturity takes time. Investing in my home and family, it takes time, but it will absolutely be worth it. We talk about tribe. Tribe is a six month window. Jared, why don't you make it month to month? That would be a lot easier. I gotta be honest, if we did it month to month, I think we would have actually more guys in tribe. Six month window is a long time. You're talking, if you sign up right now, this tribe session will run till the end of November. You're like, man, that just seems like forever. Right, so when you think about the end of November, where do you want to be spiritually, relationally, financially? I mean, we're not going to balance your books for you. Where do you want to be, though? Do you want to be in the exact same spot? You're like, you know what? Why don't for the next six months, I just buckle down, try to get some things right, and maybe I'll jump in next session. You know why? Because you haven't done it this far, and you know it. You know that that these there'll be guys you know like like someone said the other day that you know it feels weird we say we have 80 men we don't have 80 guys that are engaged right now i don't know how many number, i don't know what the number is but they're absolutely right we'll have you know 80 100 whatever guys sign up for tribe in the first couple of weeks they're all fired up some of them are nervous i mean there's a, there's a plethora of emotions and things going on some people are not comfortable with zoom some people don't like facebook some people don't like challenge videos all those things and they're trying to figure it out i get it but in a couple weeks, it the crowd thins out a little bit because the guys that were fired up, there's guys that are like, I love you, man. I love you, man. Heart emoji, sideways winky face. I know that sounds weird. We thought it's weird too, but I love you, man. I love you, man. I love you, man. And then they're gone, right? The guys are like, you know, bro, I'm just going to bro. Those guys, they don't last long because it takes time. You can't microwave this. You can't fabricate this. It Genuine growth will always Take time. Growth is hard to see. You don't need to be taking spiritual selfies to show the world how spiritually mature you are like the guy in the gym that's showing his gains. Look at me. Look how spiritually mature I am. Everyone see this, right? Listen, let your testimony, let your life, let your marriage and your parenting, let your service to others be the reflection of that growth. If that is real, they'll know. I remember years ago talking to a guy who um I'm going to say he hit rock bottom. I won't get into details, but he hit rock bottom and it was bad. It was real bad. And so I'm talking to him on the phone and we're, you know, and and his wife took him back. He gets to move into his house and I mean, it was like Billy Graham over there. This guy, everything was spiritual, spiritual, spiritual every every Facebook post, every picture, every, I mean, it was like, it was unbelievable. And I remember telling him on one of the phone calls, listen, man, you don't have to convince us that you're forgiven. You don't have to convince us that you're new, that you're turning over a new leaf, whatever. You just need to convince your bride and your kids. doesn't matter what I think. So, stop posting all this stuff to try to prove to the rest of the world that's what got you into this problem. You had to, you were determined to be obsessed with what the rest of the world thought of you. Stop. Stop doing that. Let your family, let your home, let your church, whoever's the closest to you, your circle, let your tribe, let your whatever you have, let that be the greatest testimony to who you really are what my daughters my my wife of course but my daughters now that are high school and junior high what they say about me matters a lot and I don't get to do much about it right now except just try to live I my one of my daughters was saying something the other day about a, a guy someone that they know and they said you know what he isn't a strong man I've seen a strong man you know, the good Lord could have called me home in that moment, right? She was talking about, listen, not looking at my dad and I look at this guy, I'm like, no, that that guy, you know, if something went down, I don't know what he would do. I don't know how he'd protect us. I don't, at least she thinks with me, he's a strong man. He's trying to be strong for the right reasons, right? That's the greatest testimony. Not what everyone you get the applause of the whole world and have the people in your house not want anything to do with you. Some people are okay with that. I want the approval of the people in my home more than anything else. That's what has to matter the most. We're talking about growth here. We're talking about real growth and it's months versus minutes. Sin takes minutes. Sometimes sin takes seconds, but usually it's minutes. You were thinking about it. You were allowing it. You're becoming weak. You looked one more time. You scrolled a little bit longer. You clicked where you shouldn't have clicked. You turned the TV on. You you put the sunglasses on to guard your eyes. You you made the phone call. You sent the text message. Those all happened over minutes. You're walking with Jesus in the morning, and in the afternoon, you're just filled with sin and regret. Think about some of these verses. Genesis chapter 4, verse 7. Sin is crouching at your door. It tries to make itself look real small, right? I'm insignificant. Don't worry about me. God told Cain, it's crouching at your door, you must rule over. It's, it's desirous to have you to ruin you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, do not give Satan a foothold. Just a little foothold. Just a little bit. Just he said, don't do it. He'll destroy you. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Don't let a root of bitterness, what is a root of bitterness? It talks about root of bitterness would actually end up harming many people. You see those little that little bits of bitterness in your heart that nobody can see? It's becoming a root. It's not only ruining you, it's ruining the people around you. 1 Peter 5.8, as Satan prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Have you seen a lion hunt? Have you seen anything on the Serengeti? Most of the time, they, they camouflage themselves. They blend in. They look small. They crouch down, just crouching down to look. And then when they decide it's go time, whatever they're going after, it's over. That's what sin does to us. The subtle becomes significant growth. We're growing, we're growing, we're growing. And suddenly minutes later, we're like, what? I I feel like I've gone backwards. You haven't gone backwards. That's what the enemy of your soul wants you to believe that you've gone backwards. Listen, I mean, you've been growing. Don't digress. You've been growing. Don't jump into the pool of porn. Don't jump into the pool of addiction. Don't jump into the pool of bitterness and ugliness. Don't do that. Don't, don't. You've been growing. Don't wreck it because you can't see the growth. You have to get around other people that know you're growing, that are imploring you. The phrase I use a lot, people who are for you and people who are with you. What does that mean? They're for me. Man, they're rooting for me. There's guys in my life. I've been rooting for them and they're not rooting for themselves. I'm like, okay, then I'm out. I was for you. There are people in your life who are for you, but they're not with you. Okay. There is a difference. For you and with you. That's a great combination. There are people who are for you. They like you. They like what you provide. They think you're interesting. But they're not with you. You see, with the pursuit of manliness, one of the things that I've learned over the last year or so is there are guys who are with me. I mean with me, man. If you put on a shirt, they're buying a shirt. Or two or three. I mean, if there's a podcast, they're giving feedback. If there's a prayer request, I mean, all the time. And this isn't me looking for it. They know that, man. I'm not asking for that. But those are guys that I'm for them and I'm with them as well. That's a brotherhood. Do you have that brotherhood? And I would venture to say a lot of guys don't, but they're not willing to exert that energy and effort there, the conviction, the cultivation, and the commitment that, man, I I need this. Growth takes moments. Sin takes minutes. Get yourself around good men who will intercede on your behalf, who will challenge you in good ways, who will celebrate victories with you, I got a brother right now in Christ who uh, had some family traveling. We're praying for his wife. We're praying for some kids. Um, Some guys that I reached out to when I was going through some things, they've reached out to me this morning. Some guys in different places, uh, uh, i was thinking illinois south carolina and west virginia kansas uh, we're praying for each other we're texting each other hey we're pray- you know there's power in that ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil it's fun to work with other people it makes the work more enjoyable however for if they fall one will lift up his fellow but woe to him who is alone when he falls and not it has not another to lift him up some of you don't have anyone to lift you up man i'm providing you community here, I promise. Whether it's our closed group, make sure you check that out. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pursuit of manliness. Whether it's tribe, get in there. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. Growth takes months. Sin takes minutes. What's the solution? Go all in stop apologizing for your faith stop trying to downplay it so you don't seem radical or make people uncomfortable you don't need to apologize for living out what you profess to believe listen man nobody else is apologizing for what they're doing we're getting sin and garbage thrown in our face every single day and we're supposed to just take it but for some reason we bought the lie that i don't want to say anything to make them uncomfortable enough of that go all in i texted a friend the other day with the pursuit of manliness, we're going all in I'm not playing it safe no more. I'm not, well, I'm not downplaying it no more. I'm not gonna hesitate no more, we're going all in. Time is short! There is a a movement happening, and we're gonna be a part of it! Brother, there's a movement happening, and we are a part of it! I'm going all in on my faith! I'm not downplaying it no more, I'm not gonna apologize no more, I'm not gonna be wishy-washy no more, I'm not gonna neglect it no more, I'm not gonna do that, and I'm going all in with my family! At the end of the day, I'll say, you know what, I gave full effort. If this thing fails, if it doesn't go well, say, it will not be for a lack of effort. I want to remind you that growth takes months, sin takes minutes. When you sin in those minutes, don't ignore the growth that's been taking place over months. Don't downplay it. Get right back up, dust yourself off, get yourself some brothers, get a brotherhood that will encourage you who are for you, who are with you, and keep on moving forward, man. Don't look back. Once again, growth takes time. You can't microwave it. It takes conviction, it takes cultivation, and it takes commitment. Amen. So, men, thank you for listening. Let's keep pursuing biblical manliness.